What's up, everybody? You are back with the greatest podcast on this side of glory. That podcast is If the Truth Be Told. We got another great episode for the summer. We want to thank everyone who's been listening in on all of your podcast catchers. We appreciate you taking the time to download us, listen to us, do whatever you need to do. Um, If you hear music in the background, uh, there is a wedding rehearsal in the background. Don't mind that. It's beautiful music. People getting married. Love is in the air. Uh, We appreciate everyone who has been listening to us. Um, I have a special guest in the room, but before I introduce her, we're going to pray, and then I'm going to introduce her, and then we're going to get into the topic, which a lot of people avoid, which should not avoid, because if you you avoid it, it's eventually going to bite you, but if you embrace it and you look forward to it, it can be a blessing to you in the future. So uh, let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get right to it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we honor you, we bless you for another day. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We ask that you touch this podcast, touch the airways, touch everyone that listens to us, touch my guest on the day. Let something be said to encourage your people. Let them embrace the words that are said, and God, you be glorified in the midst of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So that voice you hear on the other end is a good friend of mine. I have known her and her family for a very, 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 very long time. Um, She has been a great asset to the ministry that we attend, Greater Mount Sinai. I know her mama. I knew her grandmother. I know her brother. I know everybody attached (laughs) to this young lady. And she has really been a phenomenal person. She has um, gone up the ranks and done some amazing things. She's a world traveler. We'll get into that. But I just want to introduce my friend Jaquila Ross. How you doing, Jaquila? Good. How are you? I am good. good. I'm good. Thank you so much for being on with me Absolutely. today. Absolutely. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about finances today. Yes. But before we do, we were having a little argument uh, <laughs> a little bit earlier. Um, she loves Don John Legend. And I hate John Legend. I absolutely love him. First of all, tell us why do you like John Legend? The music. His music is so loving and warm, and it just makes you want to be all in love and things like that. So I love John Legend. You love John Legend. And yes. And when I get the day when I get married, if I have enough money, he's going to sing at my wedding and the wedding reception. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> to the lucky young brother who. Um, puts a ring on this young lady's finger. Please empty out your 401k <laughs> for the reception and everything else because she is asking for a whole lot and that's just out of control. Well, I'm just going to tweet John Legend the moment I get engaged and just pray that he does it for free because I'm a great person. I don't want you to ruin your wedding. I don't want you to ruin no, your reception. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to be so excited. People are going to be fighting it. But I'm not even going to tell them that John Legend is going to be there. I'm not telling no one. You're not telling anyone? No. Okay. No, they're just going to come there and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this girl got John Legend. And I was going to say, this girl wasted about 50 grand. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he he might just bless me. See, here's my issue with John Legend. Here's my issue with him. And I know people who are deep and say, just put the microphone, put your phone on mute or just fast forward this part. I went to go see John Legend at the rave, and that was when he had the nappy fro and the leather. He wore a leather jacket to the rave, which is like the dive concert hall here in Milwaukee. 
Wore, it was like July. He was wearing a leather jacket. And then he just got on the piano. He looked like he just flicked his jacket back like he was like Liberace or something. <laughs> and just started cackling and all this different stuff. And he didn't even play any of his hits. He was just playing like off the wall stuff. And I'm like, look, you suck. <laughs> he was young. I've been to two of his concerts since then. Like phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Vocals, performance, outfits, everything phenomenal. You can't fault him for the past. I'm gonna forgive him. I fault him for wasting my fifteen dollars. <laughs> and I was and I was, poor, and oh I was poor back gosh. then. I was poor back then. So I wasted my fifteen dollars. He owes me fifteen dollars. So if I go to your reception, if I'm invited and I go, first thing I'm gonna say, I need my fifteen dollars back. He's gonna be like, What are you talking <laughs> like, about? What you? And I'm gonna say, Look, dude, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> you are not so that's a little tiff that's a little thing about John Legend God bless him in all of his endeavors yes you know if you choose to have him I will surely support but mm, <laughs> don't waste your money so can't wait Jaquila um, we're talking about finances today correct correct so tell us a little bit about yourself so I'm born and raised in Milwaukee Wisconsin mm-hmm. I went to Rufus King High School then I went on to Marquette University and majored in accounting. Okay. Then after that, I went to grad school at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater to okay. get my master's in accounting. Dope. Then I started, while I was in school, I worked at Johnson Controls as an accountant for about two, three years. Then I went on to public accounting as an auditor with Deloitte, and that was about three years. Okay. And then after that, I started thinking about, okay, I think I really want to get into teaching accounting because that was one of the main reasons why I received my master's. While I was figuring that out, I worked at Rockwell for about a year or okay. so. Very and then good actually, company. Yes, very great company. And then I started teaching part-time. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I want to say July of 2017, I received a full-time teaching job at University of Wisconsin Whitewater. Wow. So, so you so you had to travel up to Whitewater to teach everybody? twice a week. Twice a week. Yep, twice a week. And since then, I've added on MATC and Cardinal Stretch. Wow. And in the midst of me figuring out this teaching journey, I also started my own business, Ross Financial, mm-hmm. back in 2016. Okay. So it'll be three years next month. So quick question. I always wanted to ask you this. You are a teacher at these different establishments, and, and you're very short, petite young lady. And young looking. Do they ever confuse you as a student? Yes. Does that bug the mess out? No. It actually makes me laugh. (laughs) I'm like, I get so excited. When they confuse you with the, okay. There are sometimes they're looking, especially at schools like MATC, because most of the students there are like like grown people. And so they, you know, it's people who like, you know, maybe have their married with kids or just decide to go back to school later. So I remember one day, a guy came in. It was the first day of class, and he thought this uh, this this man was the teacher. And then I answered the question. And he was like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. Whatever question, he, whatever question he asked, I answered it, and he was just like, "Oh, oh, she the teacher." Oh, she did. okay. Like, yes. So like, sir, you failed the class before you. Right, right. Like, you know, it's me. So I actually, um, so when I walk in there and they see me, especially at MATC, you have no idea. It just says like your first initial and your last name. Mm-hmm. So you have no idea who's female, like, female, male, yeah, you whatever. Have, it is. You have no idea unless you like once you become familiar mm-hmm. with you know the instructors there. But at Whitewater, you know, your 
my first and last name is on there. Okay. So the students can easily like look me up and things like that. Beautiful. So. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, you know, that that's extremely dope because um you basically um I've like I said, I've known you all of your life. I've known you mm-hmm. since you were a small child yeah. and you've been <laughs> Growing and in your education and, and and branching out and doing different things and that's where when you started going to account I'm like man that's a dope place because a lot of people can't do that a lot mm-hmm. of people I'm, I'm I'm for me I'm bad with numbers mm-hmm. I don't I, you know I do my own budgeting and stuff like mm-hmm. that but like doing accounting for corporations and different things. I would literally jump out of a window <laughs> the first day. Like, do not put no spreadsheets, oh, no man. balance sheets, any oh, of that yeah. stuff. How hard was that? Were you like... Yeah, I mean, getting a degree itself was very hard. Like, the first couple classes were easy. I mean, I, I took an accounting class in high school, but when I went to college, I did not... That was not going to be my major. I was going to major in, like, psychology because I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I learned real quick that summer beforehand that is not okay. what I wanted to do. Okay. So... I hurry up and switch my major so that I can get into college of business right away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to major in accounting. I took one. I knew math was my favorite subject. So I'm like, accounting doesn't sound too bad to do. And honestly, it just came to me like you should major in accounting. I honestly feel like it was God, like just speaking to me, telling me this is this is for you. And so it, was, it wasn't until a year after that when I actually took my first accounting class in college. And I just I did phenomenal in it. Okay. Like the first two classes, I did really, really good. Then once I got into the upper level classes, oh, it was hard. It so was, numbers, so numbers come easy to you. Yes. Okay. Numbers comes easy to me, and I tell people all the time, it's not the numbers in accounting; it's the theory. It's explaining what the numbers mean. Okay. That's why it's so difficult for people because they think it's just we're just crunching numbers all day. Like the calculator and the, and the systems does that for us. No one hand writes journal entries. Yeah, anymore. no one has an abacus right. sitting there just no sliding one has to do, Right. It's literally understanding what the numbers mean. So all the theory behind it, it's where it gets really tough. So, I mean, I was the only, like, African-American in all my classes. I was the only African-American to graduate from Marquette with an accounting degree in 2011. Wow. So it was, that made it even tougher because I didn't have a go-to person or right. a go-to group because everybody's just like, hmm, you know, shied away, doing their own thing mm. and not really want to work in groups and stuff with you. So I had to, like, literally fight through it by myself. That's so tough. It was That's tough. Dope. It was tough. By the time I got to grad school, I was good. That's what is it? No excuses, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That's what she's saying. Right. Like, if you want it, go get it. Mm-hmm. Get you a tutor. Get you whatever you need. Get it done. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Bird. That's what I'm talking about. Can't be discouraged. So, Miss Ross, let's let's talk about some current events. Um, yes. As you know, recently, um, a gentleman uh, was a speaker at Morehouse College. He was the commencement speaker yes and um at the commencement speech which happened i believe a month ago uh, i'm trying to pull up the name now yes i believe it's it's robert robert smith billionaire investor who founded vista equity partners became the richest black man in america Mm -hmm. he paid off that graduating classes student debt (sighs) how even though you look at the, you know, we think it's big, but a lot of people are like, what is the big deal? Why is that so important for him to do that for these brothers? Oh, my gosh. To leave school. First of all, you get out of school. You have six months before they start hounding you. Mm-hmm. Your payment can be who knows how much. 
And, I mean, they'll work with you, you know, as much as they can. But at the end of the day, that money is going to keep, like, the interest is going to start kicking in and start growing on that. And it literally takes people 30 years to pay their student loans off. Wow. They just avoid it. 30 years of their life of having to pay student loan debt. Or 20 years years or 10 years years or however long it was going to take them. That, That is just, I mean, literally... If they may have a little credit card debt, but that's that's nothing compared to the student loan debt that I'm sure the student that they had. And Morehouse is expensive. Exactly, that was another thing. Morehouse is a it's a private school, mm-hmm. very expensive. You know, a lot of kids get there, get to go there on scholarships and things like that. But the reality is, a lot of them have to take out student loan debt. I mean, student loans in order to get by. So, I mean, that right there just shot there. I mean, they're walking out of college. Grade A credit scores, <laughs> you know, if they done built credit before, all they have to do now, if they have any, stu- if they have any credit card debt, they better get rid of that and just, they have literally a fresh start. Wow, and you know, that's I believe that's God's plan yes. for us to not be so deep entrenched in debt like that. Yes, um, and I think more celebrities and more people of color who have this wealth, who mm-hmm. has this um, access to money. Mm-hmm. Start blessing these young brothers because the next generation is coming right. up. Right, exactly. And you want to know something funny? It was actually it's something I got this from you. Okay. So this is all like thanks to you. So ever since that Sunday when you had said that you write a memo mm-hmm. when you pay your tithes mm-hmm. on Giveify, mm-hmm. I started doing that. And mine's every week is student loan forgiveness. Wow. Every month student loan forgiveness. And then I mean, and then that happened with him. And I'm like, okay, guy, like, I like, I know you can do this. Hey, you, you know. And we then can. like um, recently, I mean, even though it could be a whole political stunt, you know, because he's running for president, mm-hmm. but um, Bernie Sanders rolled out. He announced a plan that he's going to present to Congress on Monday about eliminating all student loan debt. Wow. And I'm like, come through, Jesus. Come through. <laughs> I know so, your vote's going right, to be. Right, so I'm like, hey, I mean, we'll see. But I'm like, come on. Like, I need y'all to get this done before y'all come into office. I don't care nothing about before y'all come into office. I need this done now. Like, so that, I mean, that is so phenomenal. Though, I mean, those young men, they're so blessed. Yeah. They are so blessed. And, and I was just so happy to see that. And what irritated me was that people were having issues with it. You're like, well, why mm-hmm. is he helping out these guys? Why is he helping the parents? Mm-hmm. Is he doing anybody giving any brother anything, giving a leg up, especially to the next generation coming up? That's a blessing. Yes, I don't care if he pays ten dollars of your right. student debt. Right, that's ten dollars you didn't have. Had to pay, right? That's that's people are just people. People have nothing. People are petty. And they have nothing to do but critique others. And they just hide behind their Facebook page or their Instagram page. So half the things they say, they won't say in real life anyway. Yeah, and, so. and, and, <laughs> and they're a bunch of trolls. Yes. There's a bunch of trolls. Yes. And they wouldn't say that stuff to this face. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I, I critique Tyler Perry a lot. But what I do say, I don't I hate his movies. I, I think his movies yeah, are I know not you don't like his the movies. best. But I would love to have him a guest on here. But <laughs> I don't think he's going to come. No, I don't think that's coming. You got to speak life. We got to speak it into existence. But we got. But you better say you like his movies. I love your movies. I think you have the greatest movies. Oscar nominated. Uh, Medea goes to jail. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> but I look at his philanthropic work, his philanthropy in the city. 
I have to tip my hat to him. Mm -hmm. He's helping a lot of brothers. Mm -hmm. And even his speech at the BET Awards. I was going to say, did you see his BET Awards speech? Oh, what did you think of that? I thought it was phenomenal. He's like, you got to create the table. Is that what he said? Yeah, you create the table. Create the table. I'm like, I know that's right. Not a seat at the table. Create the table. I'm like, phenomenal. uh, But there are so many other people that I saw, like so many men, like Charlemagne, who I follow and things like that, who said like they never cared for his movies and things, mm -hmm. but they love him as a person. He gave $1 million to T.D. Jakes, I believe his youth department, Mm -hmm. to help build a building. Like, Mm -hmm. I believe that God blesses people. I think if you have the gift of giving, um, God will replenish what it is that you give. And the brother... Yes. He's got money coming in hand over fist, I mean, but he gives so much of it yes. away. Mm-hmm. So and he's that, still just so blessed. Wow. That's phenomenal. I, I loved it. And uh, I I liked his speech. It was only one thing I did not like. Mm-hmm. Only thing I didn't like was he said that he gave jobs to, to Raji and Idris Alba. He did not give Taraji a start. Taraji started in Baby Boy. She With John Singleton. Yep. Then she was in a nom- uh mm-hmm. A Oscar-nominated movie, mm-hmm. Hustle and Flow. He did give her opportunities past that. Right. I think because she did say that he paid her. He was the first person to pay her her work. Oh. She did say that. She said that um, either before he talked or after he talked. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, she and, I, and I don't mean to hate on him. I think mm-hmm. he's phenomenal. I think yeah. whatever he does is phenomenal. Yep. But, she, she said that herself. Okay. That he was the first person to pay her her work. Okay. Yep. Do you have aspirations to do stuff like that? Like to just be like this philanthropic genius? Absolutely. I think of so many ideas all the time. Okay. Like there's one idea like right now that I'm definitely going to make sure I do like this summer. Actually like two. So like one, you know, they have all those tents Mm -hmm. underneath the um, highway Mm -hmm. in downtown. I just want to get like a hot meal and just just go down there. Just give it to them. And just give it to them. So like I thought of that like a week or two ago. I was like, I'm going to do that. That's dope. And then another thing, so I have a barbecue every year mm-hmm. that you guys never Which make I need to, to I need to go. I, I'm going to make it a point. <laughs> if I'm in time, I need to go to this barbecue. I heard epic. Look, this barbecue is epic. Like you guys never come to. Not you guys always have, it's summertime. No, I get it. I'm giving yeah. I'm giving you grief. No, it is all But good. this year, and I, I need to update the invite. I think this year I'm going to people make people bring school supplies. That's dope. And give it to teachers that I know. Okay. Not to students. I want to give it to teachers because what happens is the students go to all these back-to-school festivals. They get book bags full of supplies, so they're good. What happens is in the middle of the year, come December, come January, that stuff is gone, probably even before then. And then the teachers have to come out of pocket and get stuff. So I want to get a whole bunch of school supplies and divvy up between educators that I know. You know, when I was going to my son's school, they only had one ream of paper for a classroom. For the school year. Mm-hmm. So, so I asked one of the teachers, I said, hey, I need my Sundays is homework. Can you make copies? Of-? She was like, I only have one ream of paper mm. for the wow. classroom for the year. Wow. Not a ream of paper, but like just one, one, pack, of paper. one pack of paper. I'm like, what? That's insane. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's that's awesome that you would do that. Yeah. So there's just, there's a lot of ideas that come to my mind. And I'll randomly do stuff for people here and there. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is like most people wouldn't, they'll never know because I don't I don't post about it. Right. That's not that me to like, oh I did this today. That to me I that's boasting that. and bragging. I hate that. And that's to me that's not of, of God. I you already got your reward right. if you're over here boasting mm-hmm. about it. Right. So well, 
We're talking about finance today, Jaquila. Yes. And we're talking about this podcast is geared toward millennials. And we have a lot of millennials who have A, not gotten into debt, is about to get into debt and mess up the credit and mess up everything. <laughs> or B, they're already done it and they're trying to figure their way out of mm-hmm. it. And I don't want this to be a podcast where we're beating them over the head, but right. you do a very dope thing um, called fi- is Finance Fridays yes. that you do. Can you tell us a little bit about Finance Fridays? Yes. So I just started Finance Fridays actually about two weeks ago. Okay. And the purpose of it is just to take a few minutes, like no more than 10 minutes for sure. Like my goal is to be at like two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. Like um, when we just getting started, I've been like around five to seven. But for sure, no more than 10 minutes, just dropping some knowledge on any type of financial literacy topic. So the first week we talked about the importance of budgeting. The mm-hmm. second week I talked about credit. Um, and I'll drop another one tomorrow. And so every week is just going to be taking a few minutes just to empower the people with knowledge about something. One, to, to get them motivated to do better with their money. Or two, to keep them motivated right. while they're you know doing well with their money. And it's just to in, increase their knowledge because we did not, most of us did not grow up where parents knowing how to manage our money and it was no fault to them because they didn't learn it either. So then it just keeps getting pulled, it just keeps rolling from generation to generation. So I'm trying to break the cycle in the generational curse Mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm going to come to you all with this knowledge. Now it's up to you to take it now, then take the knowledge and then go, you know, read some more on it and really, you know, or seek out and ask questions and things like that so that they can really be better with our money because, I mean, there's no sense. It just makes no sense to keep making this a whole generational thing of us not having no wealth or anything. So what what, what would you say, I'm a millennial, I either A, just got out of college, or I'm working, I'm making good money, making about $14, $15 an hour. I got a good job. I may have my own place. What are some common mistakes that you feel millennials make when it comes to finances? Um, one, they get in over their head with credit. They they abuse their credit cards. Ooh. Um, two, loans. Are you for credit cards? Or are you against credit cards? I'm mixed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm mixed only because I'm for them if you know how to be disciplined and use them. Okay. I'm against them if you just think this is free money and you don't have to pay it back if you're just pretty much going to abuse it. I'm, I'm against it. So I feel like you you have to know yourself as a person. Mm-hmm. And if you are if you trust yourself as a person when it comes to a credit card, then go for it. Then, I, I look at credit cards like guns. I think... Mm, Guns and credit cards are something you use just in case mm-hmm. to protect yourself mm-hmm. if something were to happen. Right. But if you misuse it, you could hurt yourself right. <laughs> and uh-huh. a lot of other people. Exactly. Like I know some people who have certain credit cards and they've definitely benefited from a lot of rewards on there and they learned how to manage their credit card, you know, at the I, I told people last week, make sure your utilization is thirty percent or less, no more than thirty percent, because then that's when it starts to look pretty negative on your credit report. So I feel like if you can be truly disciplined in that and you have, let's say, a car where you can reap a lot of benefits from it, and you, but but my but my thing is you need to make sure you're you avoid paying interest because if you're getting these rewards and you're paying interest, what's the point? What's the point? Mm-hmm. You're still you're paying for the rewards. You're not getting a reward for free because you're paying entrance. <laughs> that's the cost of borrowing. So I feel like people need to know. Like everybody gets so caught up in oh the rewards, the rewards. But if you're paying a ton of money of interest, you're really 
pay, you paying for the rewards yourself. Little do you know, it just, they just make it sound good to you. You just burst someone's bubble right yeah. there. They got their Southwest car about to go to Miami for girls' trip. Like, oh, I got all right, these rewards. Right, I got all these points. But my thing is, like, if you, like so I said, that's why I said I'm mixed because it could be somebody, you could have a credit card. If you pay it off every month, then, and you get the rewards from it, you good. Wow. But if you, you pay it off in full every month. Mm-hmm. Then you avoid paying interest, right? But if you pay, but if you end up paying interest, it, it washes time, out. It, you don't, it all washes out. Hit. You're probably paying more interest than the, than whatever that reward is worth. But, so, but everybody gets so caught up in the rewards, and so when people start talking about the rewards and the points and all that, I just get quiet. Like, okay, <laughs> like do what you want to do, do. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. I'm just gonna tell you. Like me personally, I don't have any credit cards. I used to, but I don't have any more. Because I know me, I don't like to feel the pain of owing somebody after I enjoyed something. Say so, it one more time. He said it one more time. I don't like feeling the pain later after I enjoyed something. But it, but people never explained it like that. They always think, oh yeah, just use your credit card, enjoy it now, pay later, rent a center, buy it, rent it now, pay later. Mm-hmm. But no one ever said, I don't want to enjoy something. Then I'm gonna have to pay for. I'm gonna right. have to owe you the right. pain of it. I don't want. The, I don't like the pain of it later. Like some people are okay with that. That's just me personally. I'm not okay with it. So every time you know whoever's listening to this, who know who, who's following me on social media, every time you all see me out here traveling, living my best life, that that trip is paid for in full before I even go. Talk that talk to Quila. Like, talk that talk. And I'm not even trying to, you know, brag or anything, but that's just me. Like, some people are okay with, oh, I'm just going to put on a credit card and worry about it later. No, see, me worrying about it later, that gives me too anxiety. I, I just, I can't. I can't. <laughs> but you know what? I'm the same way. Like, I like to pay for my trips mm-hmm. in cash, so I ain't got to owe nobody yep. after I come back mm-hmm. so I can do what I got to right. do. Right, I come back home, and I'm, I'm, I'm on a trip and planning the next trip. Put me in your suitcase. I'm coming. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> because I'm suitcase. like, I know, like when I get home, I don't owe anybody a thing. And some people say, "Oh, you using other people's money when it comes to a credit card?" You know, you're not. You have to pay it back. <laughs> but that's what uh, we don't talk about that in church settings. Like we talk about, and I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit off the subject. But we talk about deliverance. We talk about right. praise. We talk, but. Actual freedom right. is when the Bible even says yes. he'll make you the lender and yes. not the borrower. Mm-hmm. And he said, and debt is sort of like a curse. You are yes. a master. You're, you're a slave. You're a slave, you're a slave to, to the lender. But no one explains it like that. Because no one wants to talk about it. Because everyone, when, when everybody brings up money, everybody gets so afraid. Mm. Like nobody wants to talk about finances. That's why I'm pushing these Finance Fridays to get people to start talking about it, have these conversations amongst each other. You don't necessarily have to tell anybody your personal business. People are so scared to talk about their finances with other people. And and I mean, I get it. Like That's totally fine. But at least have these conversations so that you can educate yourself more. You don't have to tell anybody exactly how much money you make right. and what your bills are to have these conversations. Right. That's not the point of them. It's just to get you to get to think differently and to do differently. And like I said, when it comes to credit cards, some people, hey, if you are doing good with using them, keep doing what you do. I commend you. But if you know that you're not even good with your own money, why would you why go would you use, use your credit card and just mess and then just, you know, mess up your credit and things like that? Like it always comes down to the word discipline. Discipline. With, with everything, any time that I do any type of finance Friday, any speech I go to, that I, I mean, any event I go to and speak at, it's always it always comes down to discipline, and that's a one that's a personal thing. That's a one on one thing. You have to have that within yourself. Like nobody can give that to you but you. 
I like that. Mm. A discipline, like, so you said credit cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Having discipline. Mm-hmm. And then um, other things, student loan debt, you know, unfortunately, is a, that I said that's probably one of the biggest things of our millennials nowadays is the student loan debt. I've been seeing so many articles, you know, they said millennials, Manila, talk today. <laughs> People <laughs> from Manila, no, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> They say, you know, that we are not, you know, supporting certain brands or we're not having enough babies. Well, we got all this debt. Why would we? are having enough babies. Yeah, I've seen multiple articles like saying that we're not having enough babies. Mm-hmm. I commend people who take a, a break from getting married or having children when they're taking time to work on themselves. Right. Like, why would you add that added pressure exactly. and stress? And then just bring somebody else into the world who's going to be, I'm not going to be able to pass anything along to them. So it's generational curse. It's generational curse. Of generational blessing. Exactly, exactly. So student loan debt definitely brings a lot of us down because it prevents us from doing the things that we really want to do, like buying a house and probably traveling and maybe investing more. Um, it's a huge weight on a lot of people's shoulders. Um, so, and then you know when people do things like personal loans, mm-hmm. payday loans. <sighs> you know when people get in tight bonds, they go get a payday loan, and that is like one of, that is the worst loan you could get. You know, there's more payday loan stores than McDonald's. Like there's, there's like Seriously. the whole thing of payday loan stores. Like, and guess what? Only in the inner cities. <sighs> only, oh my gosh! Only, only in the inner cities. I get so mad every yeah. time I drive mm-hmm. in different. Parts mm-hmm. of the country, mm-hmm. you'll see a, the liquor store, tobacco store, yep. uh, c- cigarettes, vapes, yep. or payday loan check, store. Or check cash, and check place. cash, and check place. cash place, payday loan. Like I won't if pay it, you to cash my check. And, and don't get me wrong, if you're going through that, I'm not. I'm not judging anybody. Right, right, right. But eventually, you want to get to the point where right. you can have a checking account to deposit your right. checks. Right, exactly. A lot of people don't trust the banks, but that's why I tell people: if you don't trust the bank, use a credit unit. You know, use use a credit unit. It's free. They're all about their people. Like you're literally, you're a member of them. Mm. They make you feel like you be, you belong and you own a part of this organization. So use use a credit unit. Um, but yeah. Payday loans, unfortunately, in the inner city are a um, a major things, a, a major um, um, down downside okay. for us as well because they can literally charge like two hundred percent interest. I rather I rather get a, a loan shark or a bookie okay. without threatening to break my legs than to go to a mm-hmm. a payday loan. Right, store. right, right. But mm-hmm. they they're doing that specifically to the black community, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that irritates yeah, me. I don't see are. y'all. In the different suburbs mm-hmm. and different places, you I've, may be scattered every I've now. I've traveled, now. right? You might be scattered every now and then, but for the most part, no. Mm-mm. And the thing is, like when you go past the check cashing places and stuff on Friday, mm-hmm. it's full. Mm-hmm. It's full. It's full because full of us. Full of us because we don't trust banks. I don't trust them banks. I mean, sweetheart, they're covered. <laughs> by the, yeah, by if the someone robs it. For your, what two hundred thousand? Your, 000, your money is fine. I keep my money in the mattress, y'all. Right. Don't bother me. Right, but then if if Pookie them come in there and, and steal it, who you're who you gonna get it back from? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. That, that's is basically how it works. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our people are getting ripped off. Yes, absolutely. Church people, people of God, are getting ripped yes. off. Mm-hmm. A lot of these buildings that we, you know. We fund and we mm-hmm. lease and we do. We're getting ripped off. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that God has provided us a more excellent way. And I think that's mm-hmm. why 
Finance Fridays is so needed mm-hmm. in a time like this because it's in a it's in a different medium mm-hmm. than what we're used to getting our information. Mm-hmm. So you're doing it on social media, right? Right. Ten minutes or less, you're giving us exactly what we need. Right. And I'm just literally meeting the people right where they're at. Like I'm just taking it to the people. Okay. Like you're on social media scrolling every day, anyways. Here you go, watch this video while you're at it. Yeah, stop looking at the pork video. <laughs> right. Stop looking at Beard Gang Friday. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> like just take a few minutes on your Friday. Finance Fridays. And, and listen to Finance Fridays. Before you go out to the club and do whatever you're gonna do, just listen. And then to I it. kind of it probably makes some people feel convicted <laughs> before they start turn before they go do this and that on week. They probably like you know what instead of me going to brunch this weekend, I'm just gonna cook instead. That's like, what I'm talking you about. Know, but my thing, but as I said to people with the budget thing, I'm not telling you you can't do nothing. Just set a limit. Budget it. Budget. You know the Bible even talks about you know that we shouldn't be greedy, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like people become greedy right. with everything, and he was just talking about. Food, talking about everything, and when you start being that greedy and just like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna do this all the time, do it all the time, and the next thing you know, you broke. <laughs> it's like, it, even the Bible talks about being a good steward, yes, and counting the cost mm-hmm. of what you do. Right. Are you analyzing what mm-hmm. you're doing? So, right. so you're you're big on budgeting, right? Yes. How? Let's say I'm a millennial and I just I don't know how to budget. I'm making. Um, $2,000 every two weeks, or let's say 1500 every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And how, how am I supposed to divvy that up? How am I supposed to make sure all the, mm-hmm. all my bills is paid? Mm-hmm. Then maybe I don't have enough money to tie them. Maybe I don't have mm-hmm. enough money to hang out with my friends. I want to buy, you know, mm-hmm. I want to buy a dress. Mm-hmm. Or I want to buy some sneakers. I want to do so. How mm-hmm. do I do all that? I think people, first thing you have to do, you, you have to write it down. Okay. Seeing it, I think a lot of people budget in their head. I know I'm getting paid fifteen hundred dollars. I'm gonna spend five hundred dollars on this, two hundred dollars on that. Then next thing you know, you check your bank account, you like, whoa, where, <laughs> where did my money go? You have to write down a plan. If you don't write it down, you need to. Since we're all attached to our phone nowadays, you need to get an app. There's an app called Mint, M I N T, free. We're linked to your bank account, and it will categorize things for you, and you can set a budget on there, and it'll let you know, hey, you're close to being over budget with this. You're under budget with this. It's a tool where it's literally doing it all for you wow. now. Me, personally, I'm, I just love Excel, so I, I use an Excel spreadsheet. Right, right, right. Um, but, or, like I said, or just write it down on pen and paper. You have to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. And when you see it, then you can allocate accordingly. Because the thing is, people may say, oh, I don't have enough money to pay for this or pay for that. But when you really write down, okay, I get paid $1,500. I know I got to pay rent, car note, gas, um, utilities, cable, whatever else it may be. Then you see, like, okay, after I take care of all those things, I have X amount of dollars left. Mm-hmm. Then you can allocate the, those rest of those money because, again, you want to make sure you understand where all of your money is going. Right. The biggest thing I keep telling the people, you want to be in front of your money, not behind your money. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to be here coming this Monday, you're looking at your bank account, and you're like, where did my money go? That's being behind your money. You ought to have been on Friday when you got paid. You should have known exactly where every single dollar is going to go. I mean, from like gas, even from to you know going out to eat, whatever it is that you're going to do, allocate some money for that. So you need to write it down. I recently did a budget for... Um, a colleague of mine's, and when he saw it, he was just like, oh, my gosh, like, this makes so much sense. Like, now that I'm, like, seeing it, like, this is doable. I can do this. 
they, they, you know, he became very motivated by it just from seeing it. But if you don't see it, you just think, and you just having it on your head, you ain't gonna get nowhere. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get anywhere. You're not gonna get nowhere. So you talked about credit cards. You talked about student loans and different predatory loan mm-hmm. practices. That you talk about, but I think budgeting is like really. I think that's where it starts. It at. starts right there. That starts right there. Everyone wants to get into, oh, investing. Oh, I want to invest. I want to do this. But do you know how to manage the money that you have? Ooh-hoo-hoo. Talk about it. Do you? I get some people saying, I just if I just had a little bit more money, then I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. Why would God bless you with more money if you can't manage the money that you have right now? You know what. You, you, you talking some good. You talk that good talk, really, <laughs> because I, I used to go and get Starbucks or no, not Starbucks. I hate Starbucks. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> well, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah. All the coffee. I've been so doing good. so good. I haven't been going. Oh man. I just and get the carrot cups, the K cups. No. I need to get the. Oh yep. man, it's so good. They're so good. But um, I've been brewing my own coffee, mm-hmm. and um, there's been some things like some sneakers and stuff that I like. I'll use that money. I'll, I'll have it set to the side. And when those sneakers come out, right. I have it. Boom, boom, boom. Done. I'm good to go. I'm not using my credit card. Mm-hmm. I'm not using anything. Mm-hmm. My wife's cool. My kids is cool. Right. Daddy got his sneakers. I budgeted out exactly. in my account. Exactly. And I think that's... And that's perfect. That's what you need. That's what is easy. What, exactly. It's, it's, it's easy, but for some folks, it's easier said than done. But they want to fight against it. Right. They want to fight against it. They just need to do it. Like, Nike, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Like, let yourself think about, I mean, people, there's so many people that are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. But if I believe that if they just really sit down and put a plan together, put a budget together, other things will fall in line. Then you'll be able to do things like investing. Wow. Then all those other things will start falling in line. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to get, you know... Get rid of as much of your debt as you can, then you can start doing those other things because that'd be so much more money freed up. And that's why I, I'm so glad that you were able to come today because you make it sound very just, you don't make it sound complicated. Like some it's, people just make it sound so, ah, like you got to sit down yep. with a pen and paper. And then, especially if you're married or mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship or if you're sharing, or you may still be living at home with your parents. You got to work with them. You're like, oh, forget it. I'm not even going to do it. I'm just going to keep on doing things like I've been doing. Yep. And then that's where you just find yourself in the same situation over and over again. That's called insanity. <laughs> that's called insanity. Doing the same thing. And people, you know, they talk a good talk when it comes to things about relationships. Like, you know, if you go back to that person, you know, change, uh, the best apology is change behavior and this and that. But what, can you apply all that when it comes to your finances too? Ooh. Your money, your bank account, don't forget about me. Like everybody, that's why everybody's so woke about mm-hmm. everything, which is great. I love it. Keep having these conversations. Keep being motivated about this and that. But keep that same energy when it comes to your finances. <laughs> I'm so that, you said that. Like literally keep your, and I see it all the time. Like everybody is so geek and just have all these knowledge and things they want to drop about relationships and stuff like that. But if we keep doing the same thing over and over again when it comes to our finances, that is the definition of insanity. <laughs> you can't keep doing the same thing expecting different results. And the interesting thing is that even with your money, it could be a good boyfriend or it can be an abusive boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It could, what If you do not watch and take care of your finances... Mm-hmm. It can either help you or it can hurt you right. in it the can, long mm-hmm, run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. okay. You put you, you put down some dope <laughs> things. You put down some dope things. 
So let's take it to church. Mm, yes. Um, I know you are you are uh, a board member here, which I'm so happy that you are. Yes. And with your expertise. <laughs> but, and I, I don't want to talk about any ministry in particular, but in right. your viewpoint, because you've done accounting and different things, mm-hmm. what are some mistakes that churches do when it comes to finances? I think um, churches, many churches, they spend more than what they have, than okay. they what they can really afford to spend. Okay. And they... Um, a lot of churches may live, you know, in a mindset where they did things a certain way for so long and they have to understand that there's a new way that things should be done in order to keep some money in the church okay. so that the church can continue to grow. And, unfor- and then, so that's on, on the administrative side. But then on the membership side, mm-hmm. the problem is... People don't pay their bills. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming. She didn't say it. I, like, she, I didn't say it. She did. I didn't on, say it. On she, the membership side, people don't pay their tithes and offering. And then, but again, they feel like I can't pay my tithes. I got this. I got that, dude. But again, if you do the things that we were just talking about, you would see that you could pay your tithes and offering. Here, here's my thing. This is me personally, and this is not me judging anybody because everybody's situation is different. I understand we all get in hard times. I have not always been perfect with my money. Mm-hmm. Please believe. I had to humble me real quick uh-huh. for years, Get you few right years, together. few years ago. But I am just a firm believer that that is just automatic. I don't even think about it. I remember always hearing that as a kid mm. and be like, ah, whatever. Taking my ten percent, I'm keeping that. Right. And me, me keeping that money, it it, it did not bring good things. It, it did not bring good things with my money. It did not like my money would just be gone, like or something would happen that I had to just up and pay for it. And like I said, I would hear people talk about that all the time as a kid, and I did not believe them. But, oh, I believe them now because I lived through it. So on the membership side, you have to really believe and have faith in God that he got you and just sacrifice and give your 10%. But And then with the issue with a lot of members, they're thinking that the church— not everybody, but many people probably think the church, oh, they just they just money hungry. They just need this, that, this, that, that. People, it takes money to run a church. It, oh, my gosh. It takes money. Yes, we do need your tithes every, and offering. Every time you flush the toilet, it costs money. Every, every time, time you turn on a light switch. Every time. It takes money to run a church. So, yes, we do need your tithes and offering. And you can't be concerned about what your church is doing with the money. That's between them and God. Mm-hmm. But you did your part with God. So you now you and him, you and him are good. But, you know, and even if you don't agree with what that particular ministry is doing, mm-hmm. With the money, then maybe you need to find a ministry mm-hmm. where you are um, right. Because why are you sitting up in a ministry you don't even agree with what they do with you your don't money? Even trust them. Like that- for for me at my at this church right here, I'm so proud of our board and our financial um, our, our finance group. Um, they work diligently Very to diligent. make sure mm-hmm. every penny that comes through this door mm-hmm. is allocated in the right place. Exactly. And so, if you are at a, if if your church needs to, that's another thing. Whatever church you're at, they need to have a solid finance team. Mm. So you need to have a finance team that counts through everything, allocates for everything. You need to have a strong controller in place. Oh, then you need to have a strong accounting firm. You need to have accounting. And so, if you you can't, that's a service that you, that just has to be paid for. Mm-hmm. There's no no, we're just gonna do it ourselves. No, you need to pay for an outside accounting firm. You need, to, you need to make sure money is allocated for that. Because you can't have 
you can't have somebody taking in the money and then another person paying in the bills. Exactly. You gotta have a you little. You need to have segregation of duties. Se- segregation of duties. Segregate. That's an accounting thing. That's Segreg- which means you need to have separate people doing those tasks, and that way, if so happen. The IRS wants to come audit you, which they have every right to because all of us are 501c3 organizations. They come in and audit us or audit anybody. You got everything in order. Here you go. We ain't got nothing. We're not worried about nothing. We got somebody else taking care of it. Right. We we have somebody else. We we take care of it on this end. Then we have somebody else that look over it again for us. That's dope. So I think, um, again, that goes back to that administrative side where churches have to make sure that they have those segregation of duties in place, have those different people um, in those roles and also have an outside accounting firm. But you, you got these mom and pop churches mm-hmm. or these churches where they're always oh, the word, we got to praise God, we got to do this. But they don't have anybody. That's my, what They don't have a finance team. They yeah, don't have a contract. Here's my thing. I'm a very spiritual person. I'm not a like super religious person. I'm a very spiritual person. Right. And what people have to understand, I mean, I love God to death. God is amazing. And I love coming to church. I love my church. Mm. At the end of the day, it's a business. Thank you for saying that. It's a business. Thank you for I, saying I, that. I, I don't care who agree, who don't agree. It's a business. It's a business. And it has to be ran as such. Thank you. Therefore, things like finances and all that need to be in order. And it addressed. And addressed. It doesn't mean that the church is trying to take your money and do X, Y, and Z. Now, if a church unfortunately is doing that, again, that's between those that person or those people and God. That that's not on you to feel convicted about once you did your part. Once you put your money in that envelope, once you pay that money on give a five, I'm done. You done. I'm done. That's it. You that's it. And it's so easy to give. Like I can sit here, like you travel a lot, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I, I travel a lot. I could be on a plane in the airport. I'm like, oh man, I just got. Pay, I got to pay my tax. Yep. But now isn't that when we were first coming up, where you had to write a check, write a check, right? And then you had to mail it in, right? Or you had to wait until literally, next Sunday. You know me. They, I'm always gone. So literally, when I get paid, boom, ties done right there. I need a sponsorship from Givelify because I'm giving them a shout out. They are the dopest <laughs> yes. thing ever. Like Givelify, y'all want to pay my student loan? <laughs> <laughs> Cut us a check. Cut the check. I want it. I'm telling you, it's it's so easy to give. And millennials uh, in our age group, here's what they're doing. Um, I encourage everyone to go to your lo- go to a local church. But a lot of them, they'll sit up, watch church uh, when they they'll wake up on Sunday morning, open up their tablet, their phone, watch Facebook, watch, mm-hmm. watch the service. When it's time to give, they give, roll over back to bed, or go to the coffee shop mm-hmm. and do what they need to do. They're on yeah, the go. They're right. moving. They're taking mm-hmm. care of stuff. In which. Mm-hmm. I believe you should come to church, but these are the times that we're in now. Right. And church right. need to embrace it. I've heard people say, I'm not paying my tithes on no electronic thing. I'm giving my tithes the old-fashioned way through a check. That's fine. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. But mm-hmm. but the, in this new day and age, you have to have options for both. Oh, thank you. You have to have op- options for both. And Giveify is definitely a way to keep us all connected. Because there's a lot of people. I mean, we have some people who don't even live here anymore. And I... I, from what I've heard, that some people they still they still give to the our church. Wow! Just because because they're they because we created that avenue for them to do so because they love our church mm-hmm. or wherever church it may be. They're so easy to do it. But one thing you said you kind of hinted when it comes to tithing mm-hmm. for millennials or, or for anybody mm-hmm. is that do you kind of look at it like a bill? Do you look at it like something I need to just take care of, like a light bill or a water no. bill? You don't. Mm-mm. What do you look at it like? What? I look at it as 
God's going to continue to bless me. And I'm not just talking about bless me financially. I'm talking about just bless me with good health, my right mind, you know, but to things harm that's coming my way. Mm-hmm. I just look at it as his covering yeah. over my life. I don't think of it as a bill at all. I look at I've been, and when I talk to people, when they're going through some financial troubles, the first thing I ask them, I say, are you a tither? And some say yes, some say no. The ones who say no are really going through in their body, in their finances, Mm -hmm. in their, I'm talking about the whole roof is caving in on them. Mm -hmm. Am I considered rude for saying, I I don't believe that you're going to get ahead if you don't pay tithes. I agree. I don't believe. I I agree. I I totally agree. I mean, I, I agree. Like I said, I understand that some folks definitely come into heart like they were they faithful tie parent and then like things just really took a turn for the worse and then you know they wasn't able to pay their ties and then they started paying their ties again I think it might be I could be wrong and God please people please don't <laughs> don't shoot me down for it but I feel like God is like okay all right mm-hmm. like you you got back on track but I feel like when people just absolutely just don't pay their ties at all mm-hmm. and just then yeah that's that's not good. That's not good at all. You just coming to church every week. Like, that's not good. And it could be why things aren't going the way they are. I mean, Mother Davis used to say it all the time. Mm-hmm. You're cursing yourself. Ooh. I remember as a kid. Ooh, they used to get to me. I was like, oh, my God. Mm. Mother Davis, be quiet. <laughs> but she's telling the truth. She's like, telling facts. She's telling facts. Like, you literally are cursing yourself. Because she always used to say, that's not your money. Right. That's not your money. You're cursing yourself. But she was so right when she said that. And like I said, just on my, my experience, I truly believe by me, when I wasn't faithful paying my tithes, and this is when I was out of school making money, mm-hmm. I was inconsistent. Right. Inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And when I started consistently paying my tithes. And this lady's blessed. Just, I want to let you know. <laughs> I'm on her Instagram. <laughs> She's traveling all over the world. This woman is blessed. And I, I just, like, I don't want for anything. I mean, I tell you, I, I think I had gave a testimony at church last summer. So during the summertime, I don't get paid because right. we're on a nine month contract. But thankfully, this summer I, I have some online classes. But last summer I didn't get paid, and you know I saved and things, but things started getting a little tight right. towards the end. Right. But I didn't go without anything. It was just random blessings coming up. Wow. I didn't go without anything. My mortgage stayed paid. My lights, nothing get, got turned off. Everything. I always had gas in my car. Always had food to eat. I couldn't maybe do everything that I wanted to do, but I had everything that I needed. But I think when when you're living within your means, budgeting, mm-hmm. giving, doing those things, you really you you do the you basically do the stuff that you want to do. Not not everything. Right. No one can do everything they want to do mm-hmm. unless you're Bill Gates or this guy that paid mm-hmm. for everyone's student mm-hmm. loans. But you're you're living in the overflow. You're living in yes. the blessing. You're living mm-hmm. how God wants you to live. Right. And I think that yes. when we deny tithing, we don't talk about it much. Sometimes it's a taboo subject. subject right. But when you don't want to get touchy with the people. Man, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> we should have seen her roll her eyes when she said that. Like, man, maybe don't Let's get out of here. Stop trying to sugarcoat stuff. It is what it is. Just, just say how just, it is. Just, just say it is what it is. Talk that talk, right. really. Talk just, that talk. We need to tithe. It's in the Bible. Just hey, do it. You shouting and dancing, you ain't paying no time. Stop it. Stop it. Are you getting up, hooping and hollering? Stop it. Stop it. But to each his own again, this is not for us to abuse people. It's really, I just want to, from my 
experience and by me being relatable to so many people who struggle with this thing of paying ties, mm-hmm. to just understand that I've been there before. I didn't. I always knew better. Mm-hmm. But see, for me, I always knew better. I never had the mindset where I ain't paying no ties. I always knew better. I just was like, eh, I want to keep this money to myself. Right, keep this money <laughs> like, ah, you know, I want to go do, out tonight. I want to go out tonight. I want to <laughs> do this. I'm just going to keep this money to myself. But I learned the hard way. Wow. I think we all did. Mm-hmm. Until God... Mm-hmm. Taps us on it. Sometimes God just gonna have to have us bump our heads mm-hmm. until we finally figure out. Mm-hmm. And e- e- even not just tithing, I think like what you were saying is getting these credit cards, right. getting these loans. That's not God's way of doing things. God don't want us to be slave to the lenders. The only thing we want is to serve Him, not mm-hmm. chase. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the payday loan store. No, right. he, he just called us to serve him. That's right. it. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is, is that I'm learning that it's a Babylonian way of doing things. There's God's way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's when we, when we open our eyes to what God is trying to do, mm-hmm. he can get us out of any situation. Oh, any. Right. Absolutely. So let, let's talk about getting out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So let's say I did mess up. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm, I've gone the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I'm 21, 22. I didn't have someone show up at my um, college graduation and pay off all my loans. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten credit cards and I haven't made payments. Mm-hmm. And I've been uh, doing some crazy stuff and my credit score is like low. Mm-hmm. What can I do? So there's two big things that I recommend for people to do. Um, one is, so it's called the debt snowball. It's from Dave Ramsey. Okay, shout out Dave Ramsey. So shout out to Dave Ramsey. Um, He talks about how you can list all your debt from smallest to largest and then pay it off, pay as much money as you can towards the first one, so paying more than a minimum towards the first one. Then once you pay that off, you take that money, you apply towards the next one, then you apply towards the next one, and you will see these achievements as you go along the way. And before you know it, you know, it's going to take time mm-hmm. and budgeting. Right. But essentially, you your debt will be paid off. The, date, the, the debt that you want to get paid off will be paid off. The biggest thing is a lot of people in, our, in my generation, they don't have patience. They don't have the time. They don't have patience. They don't have the time. They just want to get rich quick, see more. I just want to get rid of it right away. This stuff takes time. Once you get yourself in a hole, it takes time to get out, to get out of that hole. Yes. It's not going to be a really good quick. I would avoid bankruptcy at all costs. Thank you. Avoid bankruptcy at all costs. You can get yourself out of I was just helping another friend of mine um, about a few weeks ago and, you know, put together a, a snowball um, plan for him. And, I mean, by the end of the year, you can have, like, over five things paid off if you just stick to this. To the blueprint. Just stick to the blueprint. Just stick to this. Stick to this budget and stick to this. And... The rest of it, it's going to take time, but you're going to feel, when you see that first one come off, you're going to be like, ooh, ooh. here go the next one. Here go the next one coming. Then you might even be like, you know what, I'm going to give me a part-time job just so I can pay the rest of this stuff off. Like, you become so motivated to get it done just by seeing it. So that's one thing, the debt snowball. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, if there's something really, really old on your credit, I'm talking about like three, four, five years old, Call the people to make an arrangement with them, mm-hmm. say, to settle with them, excuse me, to settle with them. So let's say you have a medical bill. It's $500. It's five. It's about seven years old. And you haven't paid on it. It's just sitting there in collections. 
okay, call them and say, hey, I have $250 for you right now. What do you want to do? What you, what you want to do? This is really old. You know, I was younger. I'm, try, I'm really working on my credit right now. I have $250 for you right now. Take it or leave it. Cause it mean if you don't, or you ain't gonna get none at all. Like, like you know, right? Just like really go to bat with them and just tell them like, hey, I want to settle this out. And they say, hey, okay, you know what? It's something better than nothing. Cool. First thing you need to do, you need to get a letter from them saying that they agree that that two hundred fifty dollars will satisfy your full payment and they will remove it off your credit. Once you receive the letter from them, then you need to send in a money order. Do not send them your debit card information. Do not send them your bank card, your bank Ooh. account information. Because if you do that, they may take the payment for the full amount that you originally owed them. Are you serious? Them. They could do that. Because they'll show like, oh, well, you owe us this money anyways. So by you giving them access to your bank account, your debit card number, it's a possibility they may do that. So with that being said, just send in a money order. But you don't send in that money order until you get that letter, until you have it in writing, that email or that letter in writing. So when you have some old things on there, definitely. That's some good stuff. Mm -hmm. This is some good stuff because a lot of stuff we don't know right. as a people. This information, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, a, it's accessible, but like I said, you're making it into a, it's not complicated. It's not right. rocket science, but it takes time, time and discipline. Right. I would say another thing a lot of people want to run to are like um, people who do like debt management where they combine all your loans. I would avoid that. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is that every every all your lenders are not may or may not agree to lump your stuff to lump your payments in that, mm -hmm. and then you have to pay them to do it for you. Like no, mm. I, I would avoid that as well. A lot of people say, oh, I'm just gonna get a, a I'm just gonna pay for some, a credit repair person. That's fine, but just do it yourself. Is it? Like, but just, but just stop being lazy. Stop being lazy. I think that's the thing. Like everybody's like, stop being lazy. Get up and be. Get up. You wasn't lazy when you was spending. When you was out there living your best life, spending that <laughs> credit card. Stop being lazy. You, pay, you were paying for bottles at exactly. the bar that you just woke up the next morning. Or you were morning. just taking all these vacations and not trying to worry about them. Like, and I get it. A lot of people can't get in like a lot of medical debt, unfortunately, because yeah. the society that we live in, people can't you know pay. So that's you know that's different. Again, but you can you know. Pay something towards it. You know, interest doesn't grow on those bills and things like that. Like, just pay whatever you can just to keep them off your back. Right. But, you know, if you got credit cards and different loans and stuff, like, stop being lazy. Just be about it. Just, just do it. You, you, you did it. You owe it. Just so do just it. Take, just take care of it. I think this is good information, Jaquila. I think you are uh, laying down a blueprint for some, some young people to get ahead in life. Um, I hope so. So what... So if you could, we've been talking about an hour here. I think mm -hmm. this has been a great conversation. Um, other than the John Legend thing, which I'm still <laughs> mad at you about. Um, what would be some parting words that you would say to young people or to a church? Or let's say I'm just struggling and I just mm -hmm. don't know where to go, what to do, mm -hmm. how to get to where I need to be. Because I, I think I think the goal for all of us is to be debt free. Is, is are, Right. Can we agree on that? Yes, yes. At least for me, it is. That's for yes. me. I, I'm in the absolutely. same boat. I mm -hmm. think that God think people, mm -hmm. calling us to be different. Yes, absolutely. But it, but I'm 22, 23 years old. I want to own my home. I want to be living my best life. Mm -hmm. What would be some parting words that you would tell them in order for them to move forward in their life? I would say if you're in a situation where you're trying to build your credit, be smart. Don't get yourself 
and a whole lot of debt. If you have a credit card, be smart with it. Again, keep that utilization at 30% or less. Or you can even get something like a secure credit card where you're not even using somebody's money, using your own money, and it's building your own credit. So I would, you know, I would find creative ways to build your credit so that you can be able to purchase a home one day. Just, like, stay on the right path. Do not veer off. For those who are in a situation where they're really trying to dig this stuff out of the hole, be patient. Be patient. Be disciplined. Get on a budget. Put together a plan to get rid of your debt. And just stay motivated. Like, you have to stay encouraged. Listen to, you know, I tell um, a couple of people of mine, while you're going through, like, this just um, thing where you're trying to pay your debt off, go on YouTube and listen to D- Dave Ramsey debt-free screens. Mm-hmm. And listen to those people on how they make maybe 40 some, 50 some thousand dollars. You got some people who make, like, over 100 some thousand, but they had all this debt. And listen to them talk about how they got out of their debt. Wow. To keep you motivated. So don't don't do it alone. Talk to people about it. Find some support groups as far as on social media. Listen to different podcasts that really keeps in, um, educating you on finances so that you won't get off track. And like you said, there's stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's stuff on social media. Quick listen stuff. To, listen to Finance Fridays. <laughs> and that's why I need, I need to ask you. If someone wanted to listen to Finance Fridays or they wanted to get more information on mm-hmm. how they can live their best life, yes. <laughs> how they can get ahead, how they can move forward in the life that God wants them to live, how can they listen? How can they get on board? Yes. So you can definitely, um, you can follow my Instagram page. It's Jaquila Ross. So that's J-A-Q-U-I-L-L-A, last name R-O-S-S. So my Instagram page is open. So I always make sure I post the videos on there. You can also go like my business page, which is Ross Financial LLC on Facebook. Um, and you can, Finance Fridays always get posted on there as well. Dopeness. That's dope. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Thank you. And uh, I will make sure that on this podcast that all of those uh, websites and social media handles are on there. So you can just click on it and go directly to there and uh, find out what Jaquila is doing. I think she's doing big things. Yeah, greater things are coming. Yes. Stay on the lookout. I am working on some wonderful things right now. Yeah, uh, John Legend. <laughs> don't, don't, no matter how much money she makes, do not accept yes. a check for her reception. I, for d- please send all the money. Let's look, send it. Once you become debt free, don't waste your money. Send me money for my John Legend. Sis. Um, Sis. But no, but seriously, I have like some really great things on the way. So just follow, follow. Follow. This brand is about to take off. Make sure you follow the brand. The yes. brand is strong. Yes. So like I said, this has been an awesome, awesome episode. Thank you. You're so welcome. I appreciate you coming through, Thank stopping you. in the booth with this old man here. Appreciate you allowing right. me to go. <laughs> I was just telling your dad yesterday, I said, don't stop sending me finance stuff. <laughs> He's all oh, you're just always busy. I said, I can I make time for that. <laughs> <laughs> My pops will send me stuff all day long, just like I'm like pops. I appreciate it. I will keep that in mind. I'm like, send it, please. It keeps me on my toes. I'm just going to go through all that and just read it and highlight it. It's just... It's great. I'm like, Pops, you retired. They're like, I got reports to write. He lived his best life. Oh, man. (laughs) He got on the back of his car, retired and debt-free. I'm like, Pops, you stunned on him, Pops. Stunned. Stunned. That's the ghost. I need stunt like my dad. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Literally. Boom!
Well, I enjoyed this time, and I appreciate you coming through. No problem. Um, I wish you many blessings and all that you do, and we support you 1,000%. Thank you. Thank you. So that's another episode of If the Truth Be Told. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, any place that you get your podcast. Shout out to everyone in the Le- Netherlands that has been checking us out. Hey. Shout out to all of our people in Canada, a who's been checking us out on the If the Truth Be Told and around the world. We appreciate you. Love each other and peace. <laughs>